three, two, one. Oh God. Oh. Another episode brought to you by Coca-Cola Cherry Vanilla. Cherry Vanilla Coat. Now that's a cold open. Attention, bad jokes, dad jokes, and puns that just don't work. The thing about Cherry Vanilla Coke, it's impossible to find just one singular bottle of it. Like you got to go to like a gas station. Mm -hmm. And very rarely am I going inside the convenience store of a gas station. I go to the grocery store, like a grown-up who buys groceries. (laughs) You can't buy one singular. Unlike those childish grown-ups who just buy gas. <laughs> you cannot buy one singular can or bottle of cherry vanilla Coke at the grocery store. No, Your only not. option is to buy 12 cans yeah. of cherry vanilla Coke. Unless you go to the, you know, the gas, the gas station. station but I'm not going to the gas station. You, I guess we're, I guess you like live within walking distance of one, but like I get it. I don't think that gas station would have it. And the convenience we'll store by my house is definitely a front for something else. It is not really a convenience store because one time i went in i was like mm, maybe it would it would be a game changer hey, hey. the place right around the corner just had cherry vanilla coke right there so i went in there and they had coolers of drinks all pepsi products and i went and i looked at it none of them were plugged in and i was like hmm, hmm. this definitely will never have what i want and i left and i've never been back now i have a quick question for yeah. you is this the podcast no this is me just getting to my point that I feel a little bit insane whenever I want to drink a cherry but vanilla Coke and I have to buy to? 12. <laughs> everyone. Then, I'm but, letting everyone know about how insane I feel so when I have to buy 12 cherry vanilla Coke. So how are you telling everyone if this isn't the podcast? Okay, this is the podcast, I guess. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. This has to be the cold open, though. Okay, I mean, I had I had a joke. I can save it for next time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. So that's it. Basically, I it feels like like a mission. Like I am climbing Mount Everest just to acquire cherry vanilla coke and like it's like if you could climb Mount Everest and you mm-hmm. could have all the cloud of like I climb Mount Everest yeah. and there was like a ski lift like right next to it mm-hmm. and you could just take the ski lift and, and get to the, the top and that's and a gas that's, station. That's the gas station is the <laughs> ski lift. <laughs> <laughs> and me buying 12 cherry vanilla Cokes and having to distribute them among other people because I won't drink 12 of them is me just climbing Mount Everest. I'm not even really mad about it because it just it ends just up mean, with me having you, like you get some, four to six cherry vanilla yeah, Cokes and I feel every like, two months or so. Yeah, like it's not like a bad amount. Um, yeah, honestly, don't go to the gas station. This is great for me. <laughs> Can we start... Can I play the intro music now? Yeah, sure. Now that's a cold open. The doctor will see you now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Evan Diem's Joke Doctor, a podcast not officially brought to you by any Coca-Cola products, it could any be. Coke sponsorship, Coke. we would gladly take one. Please mail me cherry vanilla Cokes. Stop Ooh. making me have to go to the store. Yes, they could mail you some warm. It's warm at the store when Cokes. I buy them in a 12-pack box. Yeah, and they're just sort of exploded all over the place. It, it probably isn't going to happen. Anyway, no. we've given a lot of praise to Coca-Cola cherry vanilla and not enough praise to that we're doing a podcast and um, so it's a podcast where, uh, <laughs> you know, at this point, 
I'm not sure. <laughs> not entirely confident. We're kind of turning into one of the... I always tell people, like, I try to make it very clear that I don't do a podcast where we just sort of talk about whatever. <laughs> Sarah finds jokes, places on the internet, brings them to me. Sometimes in real life. I try to guess the punchline. You can all try to guess the punchline. And we talk about the joke, see if we can improve it. And that's that's See, it. the cherry vanilla thing, it's funny. It is very funny. Like... No, I at the beginning when you were just sort of... My concern... <laughs> My concern was that often we do a really cool, organic, genuine cold open, and then you're like, no, but we also have to do the cold open I plan. And then we just have two unconnected cold <laughs> opens. And the fact that you are cool with that just being what that was, that's fine. That makes it okay to me. Anyway, emails? Nope. Okay. First joke, please. Our listeners don't love us enough. Hey, Coca-Cola, please email us. Yeah, Coca-Cola, you might be the only listener who does love us. Oh, we could do um, we could do the other segment. Oh, yeah, where people text you. Somebody told me something for the podcast, but they did not use the Dustin, I didn't forget. Uh, Dustin says, I took a nice walk today and listened to the new album, Front to Back. That's Distant Pulses by Evan DM, available on all streaming platforms. I love the pacing in the songs. Top Right Corner and Tacoma were my favorites. But what's a diamond to a ruby, you know? Anyways, in whatever social, parasocial way it matters, I'm really proud of you, and we'll be blasting this for a long time. We may now go back to puns and my contributions to my recurring segment on your podcast. Nice. Because <laughs> this is basically Dustin's segment, which is good. But I was like looking back through my message history with Dustin, and I was like, do I know this person? And it's, and and no, but they, <laughs> <laughs> but they also... Uh, like there are some people who respond to my messages and I'm just like, I'm not getting, I'm not getting a vibe from you that makes me want to interact because I think if I say something to you, you're going to use it as an opportunity to talk to me more often. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I don't know you like that, mm -hmm. you know, or someone who like, just like fire and heart eyes reacts to my stuff. It's like, that's fine, but I'm just not going to take, I'm not going to go on to the level of like heart reacting that. Mm -hmm. Dustin gives good vibes. You know what I mean? There's a difference between a parasocial relationship and just talking to someone who who makes cool stuff on the internet in their Instagram story mm -hmm. replies. And 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 sometimes sometimes you just end up in a pretty good place, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a good way to be. And I, I say this as a message to people that like, just hey, hey, reach out to your favorite content creators and just message them sometimes. It at the very least, if you're not weird about it. They won't feel weird about it. And that's the goal. You know? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was DMing Hank Green the other day. <laughs> I'm going to try to get him to come over for podcast and pancakes. It'd I meant be, to say come over be, for pancakes. It'd be really cool if we could get up and coming. Uh, <laughs> what does he do? It's Stand-up comedy. Yeah, it's, it's stand-up. He does some sort of stand-up stuff. I don't know. He's been on YouTube for a while. I, I'm sure maybe you've heard of him. But uh, yeah, it would be great. Like... It'd be great. I think. I think this. He's come would to be, Little Syracuse. Yeah, it'd be. It. This would be a the, great platform for him to get his name out there. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's what I think about it. Um, Maybe next time he'll get to play the funny bone. Oh, <laughs> what a win that yeah. would be! Playing, playing just two hundred feet away from the only Margaritaville in New York, other than the one that's in New York City. 
Really? I think so. Is this, we have the only margarita. We have the margarita because we have a huge mall. That's hilarious. Like I was telling the like, Opal oh, this the other day. We like, have the Margaritaville. We have the Margaritaville, Syracuse. Um, we have the fair. We have the and fair and the, the Margaritaville. Margaritaville. More like, people should be going nuts for this place. Our mall is huge and Margaritaville is a huge mall place. Mm. You know, like if there's a huge mall, Margaritaville is probably going to be there. It's actually, I was saying this to Opal the other day. It's weirder that we don't have a Bubba Gump shrimp. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it feels like they should they should go together, but they, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're fighting over turf. Maybe. Yeah. Have you been to the Margaritaville? Here? Anywhere. No. Yeah. It's I have great. been to Bubba Gump shrimp. Me too. In the Mall of America. No, it was in well, I, it I was, was in, No, I was saying for me. It Sorry. was in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Eh, and not I have quite the same. Walked past the Margaritaville in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um it's a Margaritaville hotel. Oh, yes. And it also has a Margaritaville coffee shop in it. There's the restaurant. Oh. Because you know what they always say. It's 8 a.m. somewhere. Yeah. I think actually <laughs> it, probably it, it does, does say actually that. say that. Yeah. Um, I, for a second, thought that I did go to a Margaritaville in Myrtle Beach, but it wasn't. It was the, the shark one. Um, <laughs> Another different bubble, yeah. I'm sure. No, no, no. Like some kind of. Like restaurant. Joe's Crab Shark. No. Oh. <laughs> no, it's shark fin or something. I don't know. There's like a shark. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, something that we that I do want to talk about, just for context, is that we have all the lights off in the room while we're podcasting, except for uh, the galaxy projector. Galaxy projector. Which just casts this really interesting moving light. It doesn't look like a galaxy. Thing. No, not really. It looks more like clouds. Yeah. But I, I think that's kind of, it, it feels like if you're just looking up and the stars, instead of whatever color they are normally, are green, and then the clouds are like red and, and blue. And white. And, and white green. and green. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> it's really cool. We have all the colors cool. on. It's fun. I've, I've very much enjoyed having I do, it. like, my one critique is that I wish the stars could be something other than green. Mm, like, if yeah. they could be white, I think I would enjoy it more. Mm. Like, I find myself turning the stars off a lot. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Well, may- maybe you can make them not green. I don't know. There's, it doesn't I, look like it. It looks like it, like it has one light and it's green. Yeah, but you know, maybe that's just the default. Is there like a there's starlight? I pushed all the buttons. You pushed all the buttons. Yeah. What is this? I don't know what this one does. Oh shit! <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Oh my god! It's like strobing. It just strobed at me. What is it? What is the purpose of that? I don't know. That's crazy. I don't. I don't it's hurting my eyes. Oh god. I pressed a different button that time. What the heck? I was trying to press. Okay. I am at some point curious about hooking it up to like my phone oh, to play yeah. music. To Bluetooth it? Yeah. I want to see if like the lights do other shit. Mm, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, this this podcast is actually sponsored by <laughs> Galaxy Projector. <laughs> I don't know what the brand is, but just they're cool. They're like 30 bucks. It's really worth it. I bought one for you and mm-hmm. me and Opal. And it's great. Yeah. Like, I wish I had four of them just to have in every room. Yeah. It's um, uh, changed my bedtime game. Yeah. It's it's really vibes. Anyway, should we do the actual podcast yeah, now yeah, that yeah, we've yeah. gotten our brand deals out of the way? Yeah. What's the best band to listen to in autumn? Best band to listen to in autumn? Is it, is it, oh, is it something with fall in it? Fallout Boy? No. What if it was Autumn Out Boy? <laughs> 
What if Fallout Boy was like a question? Hey, Fallout Boy? Hey, boy, tell me, is it Fallout? No, um, it's still summer. Shit. Uh, thanks a lot, boy. <laughs> um, thanks a lot, boy. <laughs> so, that, thanks a lot, boy. A hilarious band name. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you could get away with a band that's called Thanks, comma, Kid. Thanks, kid. Thanks, kid. That's like that's that sounds like a fine band name. Yeah. What band is best to listen to in autumn? Mm-hmm. I don't know, like Blue Oyster Cult. It's just like a good band. No. For the time of okay. What's the? Is it a fall thing? Um, not really. Not kind really. of. Not really. Um, something associated with fall. Like changing colors no. on the leaves. Cold. No. Coldplay. No. Huh? Okay. You paused like it might have been Coldplay. Um, something in the fall. Is it a pumpkin? Th- is it a Halloween thing? No, not Halloween. Not Halloween. Thanksgiving? No. What? What? The fall? Yeah. Veterans Day? Labor Day? <laughs> Back to school? No. What happens in the fucking fall? Pumpkin. Is it a harvest thing? No. Oh, shit. It's Nick Drake. It's Nick Drake. Pink Moon. Pink Moon, it's the perfect autumn album. That's a true that's a true statement. That's my answer. It is not the Tell me answer. what it is. No, you say we'll say it at the same time. Pink Moon. Nick Drake. Spice Girls. Fuck off. That's stupid. <laughs> like pumpkin spice. Yeah. And, you know, pumpkin spice latte girls. You know how you know <laughs> You know You've got how cinnamon spice you got and, all spice and um nutmeg nutmeg <laughs> nutmeg <and. laughs> nutmeg is great uh, um clove cloves cardamom spice. maybe the one that's the what the spice girl that smokes cloves um that's dumb because Spices happen all the time. There's always spices. There's always food that has spices on it. That's true. Um, I'm really worried that you're going to accidentally spit take into my microphone. (laughs) Please be very careful about drinking your... I know this is expensive. I do appreciate that you're holding it with two hands, which is just sort of a way that I have maybe never consumed a beverage like a little baby <laughs> two, like with two hands like, like a, a baby little, like a little like a little baby i will like i you i have my my little hands i can't use just one like I, I use two <laughs> two of my little baby hands also I, like, I will drop i will drop my chip even though i talk i like that you went for the baby voice and it just became like a weird southern person <laughs> <laughs> like it, it it wasn't really <laughs> I think that's a great voice. I think we got to dig into that character. Um, so here's my punch up, and that it's just sort of like like Mario. It's like yes, exactly. So we're getting to the question on the block: Is are we going to do shrooms and get big? And get we're going to get big on some shrooms. Um, and then die. we did just eat some portobello mushrooms. Yeah, and let me tell you, they made me feel bigger. I feel same. Yeah, me too. This podcast obviously not sponsored by Portobello mushrooms either. No, they could do better. They could do better. Portobello mushrooms. Eh, it could be better. Yeah. That's the tagline. So I think it's Pumpkin Spice Girls. And it's just <laughs> sort of like if they were around two decades later, they wouldn't have like a Christmas themed thing. They would have a, a fall themed thing and it would mm-hmm. be Pumpkin Spice Girls. And then they do their regular songs. If you want to be my latte, you got to get with this spice. 
Starbucks takes your order. They are very nice. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to really, really, really want a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Okay, can I'm we do like the next? I'm like watching with like bewilderment. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, this guy knows a lot of Spice Girls songs. It's just the one. You only sang one, so I didn't think you knew a lot. No, I just did two yeah, different parts of it. Sing me three more Spice Girl songs. I'm a Spice Girl. In a spice world, That's Barbie. our fucking movie has a weird little alien. Um, That's Aqua. I know that. That's not Spice Girls. Okay, I want a Spice Girl. Ziggy Ziggy, I'll give her my whole world. Can we do the Is next that joke? A spice that's girl song? well. That's Spice Girl by Amine. <laughs> I don't know other Spice Girls songs. <laughs> I don't. I really, 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 Name really, really zig don't. Okay, I know it's posh, sporty, scary, ginger, and baby. Okay. Do those words mean nothing to you? I have a song where I list all of them. Can we do <laughs> the next joke? Which are you? Can we do the next joke? I'm baby. Okay. No, you're baby. I I'm, am baby. I'm scary. You the, are scary. Because the black one has to be scary. <laughs> kind of racist, not going to lie. Next joke, please. <laughs> what do you call a football player who's almost good enough to be a quarterback? Halfback? No. Nickelback? Yes. That doesn't, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Like a nickelback is just like an old terminal. Like that's why you have a quarterback, a nickelback, a halfback. Those are all just like. Wait, really? Yeah. Hmm. And a fullback. Like those are all just positions in. So is nickelback really a thing? I believe so. Yeah. I think oh. I think they, they have to do with their positioning. Do you know, like, can you envision in your mind a. I know what a football looks like. Can you envision in your mind. So you have the center who like snaps the ball. Okay. And then you have someone in front of him. The one says like. No, the quarterback says hot. Oh. But it's like, so you have the. You're making me learn about football. Just for explaining, I don't know. I just I think it's interesting because I'm just putting this together for myself. But like you have the center, you have the fullback, the halfback, and the quarterback, mm-hmm. and it just gets to be a smaller type of back, right? Because yeah. the fullback is the first guy, the halfback is the guy behind him, the quarterback is behind him, and then the nickelback is like out on the side. So okay. that joke is literally just like, "Hey, did you know that there's?" It's just it's written by someone who doesn't know football. Is all I'm saying. And that's how I would like to stay. I know. Okay, sorry. It's for a reason. I understand that you don't want to know football so that you can use asking boys how football works as a way to talk to them in the bar, which is something I don't think you've done in, what, five years? It's been a while, it's been for a sure. While. But it is fun with my big little, my big eyes. I'm like, uh-huh. And what happened? Can you? Can, I'm so sorry. Can you explain to me how the scoring works again? This is really confusing for me. <laughs> sorry, it's just so difficult for me to understand. Maybe if I were laying back and you were on top of me, and and, and we weren't even talking about football, <laughs> I would really get it. I look. I think from from the point of view of a person who doesn't care about football and wants to get laid, I think it's a great move. <laughs> from my perspective it's like god i fucking can't imagine asking someone about a sport and not wanting to know and <laughs> i can't imagine well it's just football just all football. the other sports i do want to know about yeah, yeah, yeah i do yeah. care about it's fine football you don't have to know about yeah i don't and i went to like a huge football yeah. undergrad so it was like a pretty easy move to be like oh my god the vols did it work yeah nice <laughs> 
Congratulations. Thanks. So maybe especially like with all the the sports journalism dude bros. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. They would they love the opportunity to explain football. The problem especially is to a very pretty girl. The problem is like when was the last time that you were crushing on someone and you were like this person knows how football works. Like, is that in your not in the, not since I moved to New York? Yeah, because you because it's just it's just different guys. It is. It is. It really is. And like football here is not like how football is in the South. Like people are like, <laughs> oh my god, Syracuse football is so big. They fill up the stadium, and I'm like, the stadium is like a baby size. Yeah, no, it's like it's college nothing. football is a Co- lifestyle. Yeah. Like college, like football here is nothing. College football <laughs> in the South is everything. That's a that's very poetic. Um, it's a good move. It's a good move. It's um, fun. It would never work on me. Let's do the next joke. Worked for me. What do you call a bear that has gotten wet all over? Mm, I don't know an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, folks, we did it. (laughs) Folks, thank you so much for listening to Evan DM's Joke Doctor, the podcast. Let's, can we just, what's the punchline that they give? A drizzly bear. Garbage. Let's, (laughs) let's go to the comedy news. Not about the news and we make it funny. That's not what we use our journalism degrees for. Wait, I have another text message that just came in from Charlotte. (gasps) Four minutes ago. I was playing Distant Pulses in my tour van yesterday after picking up my tour partner from the bus station. He looked at my phone and went, wait, Evan DM, you said he's your friend? I've seen him all over TikTok and I listened to an episode of his podcast after you told me about it. He's so funny. Yo. What? Yo. Yo. Shout out to Charlotte for sharing. TikTok star Evan Diem. I'm going to text Charlotte what this person's name is. Is TikTok star Evan Diem in the room with us right now? God, he wishes. I don't understand why I said that. You know what I've been been enjoying lately Hmm. is going, hmm? It's it's like a it's just a classic sort of improv thing. Mm-hmm. Brennan Lee Mulligan does it all the time. Allie Beardley does it all the time. Where you just say something, you you loft a little idea to someone, and then they get confused, and you go hmm, like as if you don't know where I it do, came from. I do like to do that. It's very good. It's fun. Um, what's your like one time you were wearing those pants with a tiny pocket? Partner. I was like, I like to put a baby in those pants. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? Doesn't make any sense. Nope. Mm-hmm. What's your tour partner's name? I'm going to shout him out if I get a text back soon enough. We're going to talk about, um, what's the name of the article? Hassan Minhaj's Emotional Truths. Yeah. So we're going to talk about. The New Yorker Annals of Communications. By. By Claire Malone. So this is an article that is about the comedian. Wow. Would you even say that this was uh, post Malone? An article oh, it's post in by, the New York by Post. Malone? Mm, yeah. <laughs> From the Post's Malone. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Post Malone. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about Erica Malone from the Times? No, I'm talking about Post Malone. Yes. Claire Malone from the New York Post. Yes. Yeah. That's um, it. It's essentially about how Hassan Minhaj uses 
stories that are fabricated, like pretty- Like, like hella fake. Grandly fabricated from his real experiences in order to convey what he calls an emotional truth about a story that he's trying to tell. He does a lot of comedy and storytelling about- being a Muslim American and Asian American. And in his stories, he he talks about how like it America's can be a pretty scary place for for someone like that. Um, especially, you know, post 9 11 Post 9 11 for and, sure. Like growing up in that era. But it's recently come out that like some of the big elements of these stories, like is it his was it his mosque or just like his Yeah, like a mosque that he went to um growing up. Mm-hmm. Um and about It like, got infiltrated by uh an FBI undercover or CIA yeah. undercover agent or something like that. Yeah. And it it seems like he like he found out about this guy who had been doing something similar to it in a different part of California mm-hmm. and then fabricated this happening to him. Yeah. But like there's a bunch of times where people are like, we tried to find any reference that this happened and it clearly didn't. Yeah. Like, and he says that this guy tried to get all the kids to talk about jihad and that Hassan talked about something like that made the wanting, police come to his house. Yeah, he wanted to get like a pilot's license. Oh, a pilot's license. And then the police show up at his house and like push him up against his car and like search him and search his house or whatever. Yeah. And then he reveals that actually this was based off of a time that me and my friends played basketball with some older white dudes who kind of seemed like they might be like cop-ish. And one of them made a show of pushing one of my friends to the ground. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that is a huge, huge difference. Right. And And it's kind of like he, like it didn't need to make up a story like that. Yeah. Like sharing the truth, like is still as impactful. Brown kids getting pushed by old white men. Yeah. That shit's scary and sucks. So much more real. Yeah. As well. And it's not like there aren't jokes there. Right. You know what it, he could very easily be like, we were playing these older white dudes. Um, and it was me and all my, uh, all my Muslim friends. We were playing a game to 11. They had nine and we had 10 and we were really concerned about finishing the game with that score or something like that. Yeah. Like there are concepts in there where like if you th- really sat down and thought about what's the best way where I can make this a real thing where I can also add jokes like the pilot's license thing. It's not like you can't make a 9-11 joke out of it. Right. You know, I thought about it for two seconds and like maybe that's not how you phrase it, but there's something there. Yeah. Like it's not like you can't talk about dunking for a lot or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's stuff that he could do if he worked from this understanding or this belief that he has to present the truth. And yeah. the, and the and the issue is that he says I have to okay, a a basketball like fundraising event. Uh-huh. There the police are one team, Muslim kids are the other team, and they're both fundraising for different charities. Mm-hmm. The the children are dunking for a law and the police are dunking for a law. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, do you know any of the legislators around here? Oh, yeah, there's uh, Eric. Sure, he a law maker. Sharia law? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just just throwing things out. Um, there's stuff there. Like, And if you're a professional comedian, sit down and fucking think about it. Yeah. And his point is that like, I'm trying to convey what it feels like. And it felt like it was 
the police showing up and pushing me against a car when actually it was being like, I don't think those things feel the same. No, I well, I don't like, think either. But like he also talks about the big one for me is that he says in his show that his kid got hospitalized because he received a piece of postage that had white powder in it. Yeah. And it was actually just he got mail that had some white powder in it that like didn't. And, yeah. And said to his wife, wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. What if that what if my daughter got into that? And it's like, tell that story. Tell that, tell, like, talk to people about the fact that you got mail that doesn't seem threatening, but there's white powder in it. And your first thought is like, people might be trying to genuinely kill my family. Yeah. Like, you don't have to make up that it did happen because now it, it, it takes away overall from his ability to move forward as a comedian and be taken seriously. And he literally works in like comedy news, not our little segment, but like real comedy news. Yeah. And talks about these are the things that are happening. This is the journalistic integrity that even if you're a comedian, not a journalist, you still Mm -hmm. have to have the truth telling. Right. Like you have to have um, like a level of reliability that your audience is like, yeah, I am hearing about the news, even if it is peppered in with comedy yeah the jokes the jokes part can be fabricated the things that aren't jokes have to be true Mm -hmm. right like that feels like the basis yeah and that's something that jordan was saying was like the hard-hitting emotional gut punches are the things that he's making up and there's a specific thing from uh this that i wanted to share from the article a comedy writer who has worked for the daily show said that most comics acts wouldn't pass a rigorous fact check But if a show is built on sharing something personal that's not necessarily laugh out loud funny, the invention of important details could make an audience feel justifiably cheated. If he's lying about real people and real events, that's a problem, the writer said. So much of the appeal of those stories is this really happened. Right. Right? So if you can't confidently assert that this really happened, then it's like, what are you doing? And that's another thing is that the ways that he is lying in his set is that like are ways that involve other real people. Yeah. Like the thing about his high school girlfriend. Right. And it's like it's one thing if you're lying about what you had for breakfast Mm -hmm. because it's funnier that way. Right. But it's completely different when you're lying about somebody else. Yeah. And what happened in their life. Mm hmm harmful because like in the article like the high school girlfriend talks about how like her family Mm -hmm. like did receive like threats and like hate mail and stuff like that yeah she like had to scour the internet to make sure that there were any connections of her to hassan and so because he didn't like censor their yeah like he used their full real names yeah and their photos and stuff like that that j- and without asking them first mm-hmm. and like just putting that out there in like such a public light and then lying about the story and the context yeah. that's no longer funny yeah and it's not it's not like it doesn't hold any kind of like valuable weight you're like oh the emotion behind it mm-hmm. you're lying the problem is that it's when when you're doing like autobiographical stand-up, that becomes lying. If he had written a TV show based on these things, you can you can That's, say based on true events, and then it's okay. Uh, yes, I think that if he wanted to be a sitcom writer mm-hmm. and use these stories, 
that it would go over much better yeah. than trying to like do a stand up and be like these are things that actually happened. Yeah. They are like captivating stories. Yes. And it is interesting to hear about and like the the level of intrigue disappears when it's being presented as truth when it is not. And then you find out that it's not true. Right. Whereas like if it's a sitcom, you're like this is a fictional world. Yeah. And like these Stories can still have that emotional weight mm-hmm. and still exist in that f- fictional world with the like the knowing that like with like the knowledge that these things happen in the real world. Yeah. And it, without having to like drag other people through lies. Yeah. I think what what it comes down to in a big way is there is an assumption that when you are writing nonfiction, that it's all nonfiction. And if you start introducing fiction to your nonfiction, then it ruins all of the nonfiction Mm -hmm. because you can't trust any of it. Right. If you start from fiction where the concept is fiction and then maybe you layer nonfiction under it or you sprinkle in little bits of nonfiction on top of it, Mm -hmm. that works because you're grounding it. And it's a different, and for him, it seems like he's saying, well, this is grounded in reality and the things that I change about the reality of the story serve to, to heighten it. But if he started from a place of fiction and then used the real things, the real like set dressing or whatever, then that would be totally fine. You mm-hmm. can put real stuff in your fake stuff. You can't put fake stuff in your real stuff right. and, and get away with presenting it as real. And this um, reminds me of a Muslim American comedian who does this well, mm-hmm. right? Um, his name is Rami Youssef, and he's got a show on Hulu called Rami. Mm-hmm. It's a sitcom, mm-hmm. real scenarios that happened in his life growing yeah. up as Muslim American in New Jersey post 9-11 and like the like life as an first-generation American, immigrant parents, and those Mm -hmm. sorts of things. It's a show, and so there's different, like, scenarios that are, like, set as, like, fiction, and then he's able to, like, pull in things that happen Mm -hmm. in his real life into the show and kind of, like, help ground that. And if it came out, like, episode four of Rami has this story and that's not actually how it happened, everyone would be like, yeah, Yeah. it's a TV show. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you... if. If John, if it came out that John Mulaney had never gone to rehab, that show would be crazy. It would be like, then what are you talking about? Right. Like it all has to be true. Yeah. One of our favorite comedians, Dave Gorman, mm-hmm. tells real stories. That's the whole point of what he does. Yeah. And he shows you when things are true. He proves things are true. He has the whole section in Google Whack Adventure where he's like, if you don't believe me, come touch the tattoo that I got while I was drunk in Texas. Yeah. If you don't believe me. <laughs> I'm going to give you 30 seconds to prove it to yourself. And it's something like that where it's like, yeah, he that it, it's it's like maybe there are little things that are fibbed here and there, but not the crux of the emotional impact of any of the stories. Right. Like if he had if he had found 52 Dave Gormans because like the 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 like TV company found a bunch of Dave Gormans for him and brought them and like placed them in these like it would it would it wouldn't be anything. Right. It's the fact that he's doing it for real and he's showing you his tickets to these places. He's like he's got his camera, he's filming these people in real life 
And when he does do a little lie, he often says that it was a lie that he just said to like get an emotional appeal for like a second. Yeah. And it's and it's it's because he's an incredible storyteller that he can take these super mundane things and make them incredible. Yeah. And I think really what this kind of reveals is like, yeah, Hassan might just not be that good. Yeah. And like I I watched a couple clips of his stand up. Because to be honest, I hadn't seen any mm-hmm. of his work. I've listened to some interviews with him. I think he's a great interview. I like listening to him talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like the clips of his stammed up, damned, stammed up. Uh, Sitting is the opposite of standing. <laughs> <laughs> the clips of his stand up that I did watch, um, like the things that were funny, were things that like don't mean a lot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like saying like life is about life is kind of like uh Brianna you just kind of like pick out the good parts and leave the weird things to the side and some of you like grew up in like a culture like oh yeah I have definitely like eaten the good rice and like pushed the pine nuts and yellow raisins to Mm -hmm. the side because I didn't want to eat that yeah and so I think like on that level I think like yeah that's actually pretty funny I don't I don't know like it sounds like maybe he had all of this success by being able to be relatable to his specific community. Yeah. And when you are just aiming your stuff at the community that you're part of, that stuff's usually not that funny mm-hmm. unless you have the specific reference point and people are like, ah, yes, I I know about that. Yeah. And so it's like you're just presenting a thing that other people aren't talking about. And it seems like in his attempt to make this appeal more broadly, he was like, I have to go big. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of unfortunate. Like, yeah. It feels like maybe a crossover thing. Yeah. No, okay, because I, I mean, like the stuff that was like culturally like relevant, it was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Who like made a comment about how like Muslims like don't do statues, don't fuck with statues, but calligraphy, <laughs> calligraphy everywhere. We don't got that shit in our statues. cars. No, no. Statues bad. Really bad. Okay. Because you're not supposed to worship false idols. Oh, right. Of course. Um, yes. But like calligraphy. My dad's got Arabic calligraphy in the car, mm. like um, all over the house, on the front door. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, and of course it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's just like stuff like that where I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, the calligraphy. <laughs> and that's it's just sort of local jokes, you know, mm-hmm. jokes, jokes for your community stay in your community. And maybe in, in an attempt to translate, he he made a decision that worked out for him in the short term but yeah. might not work out for him in the long term yeah anyway we've been recording for 45 minutes oh, we only told like three jokes yeah so do you want to do another sort of speed run through the last three jokes because we had a good little that was fun it's the first time we've had like real comedy news to talk about yeah. in a while so i'm happy with that kind of being mainly what yeah. we do so okay how does a cucumber turn into a pickle you saw the salad dressing no <laughs> i don't know how does a how does a cucumber put a little boogie in it? Um, how, a cucumber turns into a pickle with brine and salt water. Like you make it sad enough that it cries itself into being a pickle. Wait, what is the phrasing of this? How does a cucumber turn into a pickle? Turn into a pickle. How does a boy become a man? <laughs> yeah, is it like a bar mitzvah? No. <laughs> um, I don't. Brine mitzvah? Brine mitzvah feels. Mm, this isn't my culture to try to make jokes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know. Goes through a jarring experience. Huh. I 
I mean, I get. It, I guess it does, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's literally goes in a jar. But the implication here, right? The reason this doesn't work both ways is like saying that if you like startled a cucumber hard enough that it would just become a pickle, <laughs> which is funny. Like I think if that happened in like, like Veggie Tales, like going up to the card and be like, ah, oh, finally, oh pickles. shit! How did he get so salty so quickly? <laughs> I don't know. Some people go through shit and they end up salty afterwards. So maybe that one, maybe there's some truth there. Uh, what do you call a crate of ducks? A crate of ducks? Yeah. You love this. Is it? Is it like a mal order? Mal <laughs> malarder? No. Um, like mail order and mallard? Yeah. No. A crate of ducks. What's the duck thing that it's playing off of? Sound. Sound. Is it a a a care quackage or something like that no it's not quackage no um a crate of ducks a quacker barrel a box of quackers okay a box of quackers is technically true Mm -hmm. and that little weird southern person who was talking on the podcast earlier would say it like quackers so that's definitely there's definitely some truth there a box of quackers (laughs) i do think that quacker barrel Quackers. Qu- like if you took some, we got a quacker <laughs> and play with the the pet game. Okay. And can we get the stick unicorn from the store? Okay. I'm I'm just looking at the levels now, and you've been talking pretty loudly, and I'm just sort of concerned that you've <clears throat> suddenly become completely inaudible. No, I think you're okay. Um, yeah, uh, we can get you the... I'm concerned that you might think that this is a duck-based restaurant, but it's more so like... The duckies on the walls. Bat, uh, there are ducks on the walls, but they're stuffed because it's... I love stuffed animals. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. I will love a stuffed ducky. I get, actually, if a restaurant for ducks that was called Quacker Barrel and it was like stuffed ducks or whatever, like we'll stuff, like your ducks will be stuffed or something like that. I don't know. Like a like a, a Chick-fil-A competitor. <laughs> That's all duck food. It's all duck. <laughs> it's all ducks and their service is great, but they do hate. The eggs are so small. The eggs are so small and uh, they hate. What minority do they hate? Ooh, can it be Muslim Americans uh, or like Muslims? And then... Is it because I'm here? No, it's because we just talked about... The, and then Hassan Minhaj would have a whole set about how, you know, when I was young, I went to a Quacker Barrel and uh, they shot me with a gun <laughs> in the chest and it, it took years to recover. And the next time I went to a Quacker Barrel, my food was so cold and bland and... I said, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in a Quacker Barrel. And I've been shot and in I've one. And I've been shot in one. And he would do that. I feel like I could tell that from his comedy that he would say the, and I've been shot in one, yeah. like as the tag, like in case anyone was like, hmm, what does he mean? It was the second worst. Did he have a worse experience? Because <laughs> they've forgotten the first part of the story. Yeah. Anyway, Ziggy joke? Computer Ziggy. joke. Computer joke. Computer joke. I know it's computer now, but I... I, it's still Ziggy in my heart. If we forget to say computer, then I have to do the whole, <laughs> the whole jingle. The whole thing. If we say computer, then it can just be that. Okay. Jokes from the computer. Jokes a computer told to me. Computer jokes? Knock, knock. Who's there? Ouch. Ouch, you. Bless you. Gesundheit. Yeah.
Okay. Boring. If you have any thoughts on emotional truths, send an email to edjdpodcast at gmail.com if you want to hear more stuff of if us talking about If you have any thoughts about unemotional lying. Yeah, that's weird. He has, he's gone for emotional truths and he's ended up doing unemotional lying. Mm-hmm. That's very... That's prescient. Go to patreon.com slash joke doctor and sign up. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash J-O-K-E-D-O-C-T-E-R. Find Sarah online at Sarah A-B-T-W and that's Sarah with an H. Find me online by Googling Evan Diem. And when you Google Evan Diem, feel free to listen to Distant Pulses. It's my new album. And as you heard, at least one person named Dustin is a big fan. I'm a fan. At least one person named Sarah is a big fan. And I'm the most important person named Sarah in your life. Yeah. Took too long to think about that. <laughs> I had to check. I had to check. Check. Check what? I had to check. Maybe I have an I have an aunt. Oh, I have an aunt Sarah. <laughs> Is she more important to you than me? No, she's not really my aunt either. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Sarah. Oh, Sarah Marsh is my cousin. So I guess she's technically not more important than you to me in my life day to day. But anyway, honk joke. The bear one. Oh, man. Drizzly bear? No, an Uber. Oh. <laughs> so good. Bonk joke. Uh, Hassan Minash's lies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, don't believe his lies. No. Nope. Um, and as always, we say right before the end of the podcast, if it ain't joke. Don't lie about. Don't fix it. Enjoy your cherry Coke. I drank all mine because it's so tasty and I love to drink cherry vanilla Coke. Coca-Cola.com forward slash joke joke doctor doctor. (laughs) for 20% off your your first case, (laughs) your first case of cherry vanilla Coke. (laughs) Ah, little post credits. Um, we got a text from Charlotte, that friend who said all those nice things about me. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> it was Abraham. It was Abraham Lincoln's Lincoln Lincoln's Abraham Lin- Ab- Abraham Lincoln's great great grandson Brendan Albert Einstein. Albert Albert Brendan Einstein. Hello, Brendan. Thanks. Thanks.